0: Here it is, alright, get started in three, two, one. what to do, what to do, what to do, this is the Wizards Junkies Podcast, I am your host as always, Brooks, as always I have my wonderful guest host here, Marcel, Marcel, say what's up to the people.
1: What's up folks, Fire Scott Brooks.
0: Absolutely man. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. If we're coming off with that energy, man, let's get your takeoff, man. Let's, let's see what's going on.
1: Uh, I'm just sick of it, man. Look, I, I've been supporting this team for 20 years, Brooks. 20 years, man. I'm 32 years old. So that's, I'm not a mathematician, but that's like 97% of my life. Um, listen, I've, I've given way too much energy, man. And we're about to enter another rebuild, honestly we're about to enter another rebuild, which would be, I don't know, the third, the third one in 20 years. At I'm least. just sick of it, man. Yeah. I, I'm just sick of it, bro. And I'm, I feel the worst for Bradley Beal because he's a good man trying to be as loyal as possible. He keeps giving us these, these, these stat lines that are ridiculous. Um, and it's, it's turning it, it's turning into, Oh, Bradley Beal stat padding stuff like that. He doesn't perform in a fourth quarter. He doesn't perform in the fourth quarter because he's playing, you know, 90% of the second half a lot of times to, to, to get us back in the game. Yeah. Um, by that time, his legs are just gone. I'm just, I'm just upset, man. We're we wasting this man's prime years. Um, I get it that half the team is gone or out with, you know, health and safe, safety pro- protocols. But um, look, man. It's the same old song and dance. No matter who's on the floor, it all leads back up to coaching. I mean, I think I think this season is is pretty much done, man. Like, as you fire Brooks, you're gonna get somebody in in the interim, and you know that person might let's call it Robert Pack or whoever. There's gonna be somebody else from the you know from the coaching ranks. Um, that person might correct some some issues, but that person's not gonna get us to the the playoffs. So. I, I don't know, man. The season the season's pretty much done, man. Like, and, and it's still early and it's sad to come to that realization, but, uh, it is what it is, man. It it is what it man. Is. He's never been the one he needs to go, man. I, I'm honestly, I'm honestly on edge about Tommy too, man. Honestly, I'm, 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 I'm there with Tommy and, and this is Tommy's only, like, only
0: been here for two years, man. I know.
1: Well, Tommy's only been running the show for two years. Tommy's been here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's showing a lot of Ernie Grunfeld tendencies, man. And if, if he ends up trading Bill, I, I promise you, Brooks, if they end up trading Bill, it will be because they failed him. They failed to put a, the team around him. Um, it's essentially what Deshaun Watts is going through with the Houston Texans. Uh, <laughs> it's it's literally the same thing. Um, and, and by them trading him, that's that's the official mark that we're tanking. Um you know, we're trying to recoup some assets that we've given up over the years. And we're, we're admitting we were wrong. The, the, what we tried to build was, was wrong. The, who we hired was wrong. And it just didn't work. And we gave up two of our best players in the last couple of decades because we didn't know how to properly surround them with the correct talent and coaching staff.
0: Hey, if you call Marcel and Wizards Junkies anything, man, you got to call us consistent. You got to call us consistent because we've been saying this since, I mean, since the beginning of the season at least, uh, maybe even before then. So, hey, I'm I'm there with you. Uh, It just continues to be a black mark to continue to see Scott Brooks continue to, uh, you know, just make these weird substituting patterns, get these offenses that aren't going on. Like we have one guy who's – Great offensively, and that's Brad, of course. You got Russ there. We tried, I I tried to be positive about the guy, but the dude has lost everything about himself. Like, athleticism isn't missing there. The dude loses the ball going on crossovers, trying to pass the ball. It's like he has no pack game at all. It's, it's ridiculous. And we traded him, we traded an unknown, we traded our unknown, John Wall, for another unknown. I would have rather we. Kept our guy instead of going for someone else who is just on the backside of his career on his own. Like, and we can see it. We're really, we're really the ones. The Wizards are at least that are really suffering from this downturn of Russell Westbrook. No matter how great he was athletically and as a point guard in OKC, okay, um, parts of his of his time in Houston, it's just all bad. It's it's all bad right now. I'm not gonna say fire Tommy Shepard, but definitely fire Scott Brooks, cause. The dude's been here for what, now, five, six, five, six seasons. It's the fifth year, yeah. His fifth, his fifth season, went to the playoffs, I believe, what three times? I want to say three times. Um, Thanks. it's just it's, it's 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 bad all over, man. It's bad all over. Um, and I I want the best for Bradley Bills. and if that ends up being a trade, I don't know where you trade him to. If you gotta trade them, it's either gonna to be to Milwaukee or like L.A. But you, I don't know who you give up for Bradley Bill. I mean, and once again, we visited this in the past episode. Do you give up the farm just to get the guy? How many how many picks do you give up? How many trades are or how many teams are involved? So a lot of questions. Um, And Bradley Bill, man, he last night he says, yes, he get he gets asked. You know how frustrated are you? Is this guy blue? How bad is his defense? Man, we can't even guard a parked car. The dude is going through it. I certainly empathize with the man. It's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, I definitely empathize with him, man. Uh I'm going to I'm going to sit here and and apologize to you Brooks because I was sitting here trying to sell you on this trade, man. I uh I was trying to tell you that uh Russ is what we needed, man, to take that next step. Boy, was I wrong. Um we needed like 2016 Russ, uh but you needed like 2016 John Wall as well, so it's like it's two, two people past you know over, over the hill. I guess. I mean, it still remains to be seen. I guess uh, how John's going to look in the long run, but man, Russ looks like he just he's not even interested in playing ball anymore. Man, you mentioned those turnovers. That's probably the thing that frustrates me the most about him.
0: This is yes. under- non- It doesn't make any sense how bad those turnovers are.
1: No sense. It no sense. Like he's sitting here trying to thread needles with three or four defenders in the way of his pass. Like, bruh, what are you doing? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. That is the worst part of his game. Uh, even worse than the shooting, if there's such a thing. Like, uh he, this has been so bad, man. And I've never been, I've never been so anxious to like call a season so early, um, 11, 12 games in, however many it's been. I, I know that, you know, we, we had that layoff for a little bit. But, um, man, it's, I think, that, I think it's, it's clear as day, man. It, it's not working. It's not going to work. Uh, we are probably stuck with Russ because I don't see, like, it, <laughs> who do you tra- who's going to want to take him with that contract? I mean, this is, he's more untradeable than Wall was to me.
0: Right now he is, at least.
1: Yeah. Um, but like you said, man, I feel, I feel very sorry for Brad. Brad is trying his best to remain loyal, man. Um, there's only so much a man can take, though. Um, you know, I'm, I'm scared for the All-Star break because, you know, we're not going to be in the playoff picture, most likely. Uh, people are going to be banging on Tommy's door to get Brad, and they're going to offer some real aggressive trade packages, and the trade deadline is going to be It's going to be something to watch.
0: It will be. And I'll say this too. The worst part about those turnovers, on top of how egregiously bad they are, is the fact that before when he was in OKC, when he was in Houston, the dude was getting – like he had a top gear. He had a great top gear. So he could throw those passes, try to thread the needle. And it would be be on target, but, you know, you got to adjust a little bit. You can get your corner threes, all of that stuff. Now, like you said, he's, he's trying to throw it between three or four guys. He has no pad game. The, the guy can't even hold on to the, to the ball. He's, the, it's basically behind him every time he tries to go between the legs, when he tries to gather up the ball for a layup. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how you lose that much coordination and athleticism that quickly. Maybe it's because he had the Rona during the summer. I don't know. But something is off. Um, I can't just blame it on the fact that he has a, a bum a bum wheel, and a bum finger. Something was going on. I don't know what it is. I yeah. mean, we we wanted to be positive about it. It's just not going to happen. We see the game on, a, I, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Uh, the play against the Rockets. John was treating it like a revenge game. They start, to, they start to chirp at each other, and it just really illustrates just how much of you, you give and take. Because Russ used to kick. Kick a John Wall's butt all the time. And now it's vice versa. And I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's definitely vice versa, man. Um feel so bad, man. <laughs> uh on so many levels. Um, I, I started, I mentioned that, you know, my my gripes with, with Scott Brooks, man. I mean, I spent a lot of time getting on Russ and talking about how I feel sorry for Brad, but um with Brooks, man, like it's so clear to me sitting on my couch watching these games, much much further away from the game than Scott Brooks is that Russ needs to be benched. It's so clear. Yet you're still trotting him out there like dude, he's not starter, he's not starter caliber right now. Um, I would I would much rather play Neto if that's all you got, or or put Beal at the one and put Jerome Robinson at the two or Garrison Matthews do, do something man like are you, I don't I, I really wonder if he's really trying to win these games Russ needs to be benched um, and I, I know for a fact that not only because of Russ's you know superstar prowess but because of the history that they have together um, Brooks does not have the balls to put Westbrook on a bench um, but he needs to be he really does he's, he hurts us when, when he's in the game like badly
0: yeah, I mean, and, and you you perfectly said it right there. Like, they've been together since the beginning of both of their careers, really. Um, you know, and and Russ had the greatest year of his of his career with Scott Scott Brooks at the helm, or no? Just as Scott Brooks was really leaving, when they had Billy Donovan, um, and you know he let he allowed him to make the mistakes, he allowed him to become the player he is today. But you know, Russell Westbrook of twenty twenty one twenty twenty, 2020, is not the same as. The 2010s, Russell Westbrook, and you know, this season has, has really shown that. And I agree with you. I don't know if my solution would be to to start Bill at the one and Jerome Robinson at the two, like, or not Jerome? Yeah, Jerome Robinson or or uh, Garrison Matthews. I mean, I actually like both of them because they're both buckets. They're both competitors. I I don't know. I would tra- I would try to trade ish and and uh uh Neto. Not and see if you can get just another serviceable backup, someone like that, you know, someone who can actually take care of the ball better, someone who can shoot a little bit more, because we saw this past season, or we've seen so far how that three-guard lineup was dangerous, or not dangerous, but disastrous. Like, no shooting, no defense. You get that from the point guard spot regardless, but you need to trade, you need to scour the G League. You need to do something to to get some better point guard options there. Our issue before was the fact that we could never find a backup. We don't have a point guard at all. (laughs) Think about how crazy that is. (laughs) Yeah,
1: man. That's that's where we are right now. You know what I like, though, man? Uh, Lonzo Ball's name's been floating around the trade market. I would love Lonzo Ball to be our starting point guard. I think he's exactly the right type of point guard to, to sit next to Bill. He's, he's a pass-first, defensive, spot-up shooting point guard that's not going to take any shots away from Brad. I, I would like that. I really would. Um, yeah. But getting Lonzo is going to involve taking some, uh, giving up some picks because we have absolutely nothing to offer, offer uh, New Orleans.
0: Ashley, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on getting Lonzo Ball. Unfortunately, you know the guy hasn't been able to to match the hype coming in, and you know that's there's a whole bunch of factors going into that. But yeah, I mean you're talking about at worst like a Jason Kidd light getting there, being able to improve the team defensively, because he's way better stopping guys than he is trying to score. Uh, he can he'll get you the ball, you know, full court, half court, whatever it may be. I I, I think I think he could be the solution. I think he could definitely help a whole lot, you know. If not a starter, he definitely be the best point backup point guard Washington's had in a long time. I mean, that I mean that that might. I, I think I like that one. I think that's a really good uh solution there, man.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you mentioned like bringing him in as a backup, though. Like, who are you sitting behind, Russ? Because <laughs> Uh, you know, he would he's better than Russ at this point, he really is. Um, unless Russ gets it together, man. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's like you said, it, it, it's something's going on with him. It, it could be that that, um, and a friend of mine who af- unfortunately caught the coronavirus, um, some months ago said that he's you know, he's recovered officially, but he's still. Doesn't feel like himself. Um, I think that is something definitely to be concerned about to look into. Like, if you've had it before, um, something's still kind of off, you're not feeling yourself. That could that could 100% be the problem with with Russ. Um, especially when he has a job where he has to perform to his like maximum capability night in and night out. Um, but I mean, if we never get that report, then, you know, we're just making speculation. But, yeah, uh, you know, he's coming off a, a decent year, um, <clears throat> excuse me, averaging, what, like, 25 with Houston or something like that. And it just to, for what he is now, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't. Um, but to my to my original point, the coaching obviously is the, the main thing. That's the main problem.
0: Yeah, has been for a while, and always will be. If you continue to retain a a coach like Scott Brooks, I mean, we we spoke on it a couple weeks ago. Scott with Brian, he mentions the fact that the guy, you know, he doesn't he didn't want to uh, watch film. He didn't want to watch film. He didn't want to draw plays. All that he was kind of being lazy. You know what I mean? He ends up getting rid of the guy, and then he doesn't hold his word. It's, It's 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 a whole lot of things going on with him. And just, the, just with uh, the coronavirus thing, like we have a WNBA player. She's, she's only, I think, 22, 23 years old. She hasn't been able to play since she contracted the virus, and she's still trying to acclimate her body and get her body back. You know, that's, there's a lot of things that we don't know about this thing, and I think the fact that it's still impacting people months afterwards is, is, a, is a very worrying thing. And uh, once again... We've, we've been wrong about Russell Westbrook so far. But that doesn't mean he can't turn it around because he turned it around at Houston before everything went to crap. You know, the season paused. He's playing the best basketball of his career in February, averaging another triple-double, like 20, 26 and 10 10 and 10. 26 and 10 and 10. I mean, the guy was looking explosive. He's looking like an MVP candidate. James Harden was allowing him to just play whatever he wanted to do. If we can get that Russell Westbrook, that'd be great. But right now, we're getting the worst version of him. I don't want to keep piling on the guy. We can, we can change the subject. Uh, well, we already mentioned some solutions. But this, we got a homestand starting tomorrow. Uh, we got the Hawks on Friday. We got the Nets, and then we got the Blazers. Um, what are your opinions on his next coming three games? I mean, honestly, man. My uh, initial
1: reactions is, is three L's, um, three teams that uh, are better than us. Clearly, um, I know I, I, I think Atlanta's underperforming a little bit, um, Brooklyn too. But I think that they're they're hitting a stride after the trade. Um, yeah, I know we're getting we're starting to get some players back from the, the protocol list, um, but. Um, our defense is is the problem man and and if we can't stop anybody, then you know we're playing three teams that know how to score um and when you already know how to score and then you play against a team that <laughs> that can't play defense that's just a recipe for disaster um so unfortunately the, i mean to to be to be real man I, I I see three ls um three straight ls at home um you know. Maybe they sneak in a game where they finally play up to their, their level of, you know, uh, their capability um, and beat somebody like, like Brooklyn or something. I mean, but the initial reaction is 3Ls, man.
0: Yeah, I, f- I mean, I'm not going to say 3Ls. I think we can beat the Hawks. Um, the Nets are going to come in with something to prove because they allowed the Wizards to beat them. Yeah, if, especially if KD plays and uh, you get at least one of KD, I mean, one of Harden and Kyrie, yeah, they're going to get a revenge game in. It'll probably be a bad blowout. But the Hawks, I think we can beat them. Um, it's in, Russell might actually be able to bully Trey Young a little bit. No one can guard Bradley Beal. We already know that. It's just it's outside of circumstances, basically, you know, getting people back healthy, getting, getting an actually competent coach, that's always the repeating theme of the Wizards Junkies, coaching, and and health. Um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna be a little more positive. I'm gonna say we can get at least one win, one W. Uh, but speaking of just this past these past weeks, man, what did you think seeing Russ versus John and just the things that conspire for this whole week and just that game in particular?
1: Um. I guess I, I really having a having the feelings that I have, I guess I really haven't uh truly let go of John Wall yet. Um, because I was happy to see how well he did. Um, instead of uh seeing him as, you know, uh the competition, um, the enemy, if you will. Right. Um, I was I was really happy to see him uh kind of abuse Neto and and Knew what he did. I know he didn't have the greatest of nights. Um, his shooting percentage wasn't there, and I think he was like one for six on three. Um, but overall, man, it was good to see him put up the numbers that he did. Um, you know, it just didn't seem right. Honestly, it didn't seem right playing him. Um, and I'm sure that that's going to pass uh, those feelings and stuff like that. But you know, for the time being, like it's still it's still kind of like a sore spot, especially because. Uh, Russ isn't panning out the way that he should. He was supposed to, um, so we really have nothing to like, kind of look up to. Um, but like you said, man, I mean, it's still there, there. Don't get me wrong; there's still plenty of time in the season um, for things to get together. But um, you know, knowing 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 my Wizards history, like I do, um, you know, seasons that generally start off this way end up being lottery seasons. Um. So, I guess, you know, I guess if you want to look on the bright side that way, uh, we're going back to the lottery. We'll probably end up with the eighth or ninth pick again.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And This draft might actually be this, – this draft kids, these this draft class of kids is, is pretty darn good. Like, yeah, if you follow the high school scene, you know, you know these guys like the Cade Cunninghams and, you know, everybody else. Um, you know, they've all been highly touted. So this could be a really, I w- I'm not gonna say it would be like a '96 or a, an 3 '84 level draft class, but there'll never be some game changers in that class. If we can get a good pick at eight or nine, I'd be happy. Is
1: this the year that they're letting high schoolers uh, dr- uh,
0: commit or? This is the year where I mean they're not yet. This is okay. just the year where they're letting people play in the G League as you know as a G League and right. I team. With Jalen Green, you know, Isaiah Todd, and all of them, okay. Um you, know, you got. I don't think you have any kids overseas right now, but you know, it's just that's exciting. Thinking about high school kids, high school. They were just high school seniors. Now they're yes. playing in the G League. Um, you know, we just had Lamelo Ball and RJ Hampton over in Australia. So yeah, the game is continuing to evolve. These guys are continuing to get more skilled and better. You know, and I, I I can't wait to see these future future people come in.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I, I I'll be honest, I haven't kept up with the uh the proposed draft so far. Um, I haven't done my due dil- diligence. Um I, I and I rarely watch high school ball. That's something that I, I need to improve on, especially, you know, if if these high schoolers are being able to go semi pro or pro now. Um I noticed they're probably still talking about uh going straight to the draft. Um I think bronze Two thousand three class was the last year of going straight to the draft. If I'm not mistaken, uh,
0: uh I think either oh seven or oh eight. I think it might have been Dwyer Howard. That's probably the last high school to pro guy. Okay,
1: okay. Because he came
0: out of Georgia to Orlando. Yeah, he came from like Southwestern High School or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. But but either way, like it was, it was a it was a while ago. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, hopefully, like you know, when you have a kid like like braun or zion or dwight uh that has that adult body then yeah let them in um but um i will say that you know i haven't i haven't started looking at the the draft yet because i I think it's kind of too early to be going that route and if you know truth be told if you're you know less than 20 games into your season you're already talking about the draft and your season's already done
0: (laughs) yeah exactly but speaking of these high school to pro kids um you, and we, we we already know this just a couple of days ago, you know, one year anniversary of uh, Kobe's unfortunate passing. I wanted to ask you, what was your favorite Kobe story or what was something about Kobe that really stood out to you?
1: You know, the funny thing is, I was never really a Kobe fan. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of always hated his arrogance. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I was just, the same uh, way
0: for a while until... He won a championship without Shaq. I was like, you know what, this guy's all right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always like respected his greatness, but I was never like a fan. Like I kind of feel the same way about um, Cam Newton. Um, but um, because I, I, you know, I've, I've told you in the past that you know when I my my first my first team that I fell in love with was uh, the Sacramento Kings. Right. Um, you know, back in the day with with Bibby and Stojakovic, Weber and Doug Christie. Bobby Jackson, all them uh, Um, you know how they used to go to war with the Lakers all the time. So naturally, I was I hated Kobe. Um, but my 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 favorite Kobe moment, uh, it's probably it's probably that championship with Powell. Um, the first the the first one he was able to do without Shaq. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was that was definitely a good story, a good moment. Um, I mean, plenty of plenty of uh you know what i here's an honorable mention one um there was an all-star game in the early 2000s i don't remember what year it was but kevin garnett threw an alley to kobe um and kobe just went up so high for this to catch this ball and dunk it and it was it was amazing um that's something that i'll never forget um those are those are probably my two
0: Nice. Yeah, and I mean, the one that always is going to stand out to me was just, you know, the 81-point game, the 60-point 60 60 point last game he had. Uh, I remember him playing here in Washington and, and watching that game from Florida and just being amazed by how just lethal and, and scary he was to, to play against, you know. Um, like you, I didn't, I didn't love the guy, but I certainly did respect him. Um, you know, and it's, it's it's crazy to think about him passing so young, especially when he had such a great second life coming. But uh, yeah, those those two games were definitely standouts to me. I had a a friend of mine told me a great story about Kobe, and uh, someone was asking him, Kobe, you know, how long how how uh long do you work? You know, what do you when do you stop? And he said until. What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean until? He said I think until. You know, basically saying, you know, keep working until, you know, you can't keep working until the thing is done. And I feel like that can be something that anybody can learn from. Uh, the Wizards can certainly learn to work until, you know, Scott Brooks can certainly learn to work until, especially knowing and hearing the things we've heard about him. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's just a great thing. That's just such a Mamba mentality thing to me.
1: Right. Yeah man. Uh, I mean I agree like as Kobe was one of the hardest workers I've ever witnessed in in professional sports. Um and the fact that you know for for a lot of his work was like just you know kind of like kept quiet. It you know Kobe wasn't big on social media until really you know social media got really hot um during like his his later years but um yeah man it's it honestly I never knew this is, this is like that classic feeling you never knew you never know how much somebody means to you until they're gone like I never knew I cared a much I cared this much about Kobe until um I found out he passed And I'll never forget the day I found out like my wife and I were taking a vacation we were in um we were in Gatlinburg Tennessee man we had literally just got to our cabin that we were renting and I got a text message out of nowhere from my brother saying yo did you hear Kobe just died in the helicopter crash and I'm like not I. I didn't hear anything about it previously. Mm. Um, it's a, you know, and for the next twenty minutes, I'm, you know, trying to Google what happened and like, you know, just nothing was popping up um, until it finally did and was confirmed. And then on top of that, to find out that you know Gianna was with him, um, and and of course the other people too, um, but you know, it just it it, it man, it really did. Uh, and I'm still not over it. It's still a, it's still a sore spot to talk about, honestly. Um, but I, I didn't know how much Kobe meant to me, man. It wasn't just being a, you know, a fan of his or, or, or whatnot, or being a Lakers fan or anything like that. It was more so, um, really about how Kobe, how Kobe lived his life. Um, and you know, the, the hard work he put into his craft and the beautiful family he raised, those beautiful girls, um, and, you know. Just, just all of that, all of that encompassing it. It's like, damn, I really, I really felt that for Kobe.
0: Yeah, you and me both, man. I can definitely echo that statement. I mean, for me, I was at a side Towson covering a women's basketball game. I, I found out like midway through second quarter, just scrolling through Twitter. Someone mm. tweets, Kobe Bryant passed away in a in a helicopter crash. What? Mm. I keep on. I'm I'm literally just doom scrolling role just seeing trying to make sure that it was right trying to make sure that th- i'm not seeing this and you know it really overshadowed the rest of the day for me um wow. and I'm, I'm sure i'm not the only one who wasn't able to sleep for a while just feeling really weird not able to get work done and all that it was just it was one of those uh where were you moments you know we don't we don't get that too often um you know you get that with someone like a michael jackson or you know Uh, I I really couldn't even tell you anybody. Say say it again.
1: Like Prince, Michael Jackson?
0: Michael Jackson, Prince, you know, these legends who, I mean, Prince and Michael Jackson, they got to live a full life. So that's the crazy thing, but, you know, this is crazy, man. I don't want to keep talking about it. Vanessa Bryant asked us to not mourn, but to be celebrating their lives. Uh, We give you some of our greatest hits for him. Uh, Let us know instagram twitter whatever it may be some of your favorite kobe moments uh guys thank you so much for listening marcel before i let you go man you have anything else to say
1: um no man i i just you know wizards junkie podcast man i mean to 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 take it back to the wizards real quick um fire scott brooks um you know i i follow Ted Leon's uh uh page on 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 facebook man and um he keeps posting capital stuff, man. And I finally had it. I'm like, man, this dude doesn't give. And then I, I you know, I said a bad word. Right. <laughs> he doesn't give a blank about his professional basketball team. Uh, I just had to say something. I don't know if I'm blocked now. I haven't seen him post anything <laughs> since then, but uh, it wouldn't be the first person to block me. But yeah, it, it's just clear as day, man. He he waits way too long to make to make that call. But yeah, man, that's my final thought. Fire Scott Brooks.
0: Hey, you know what? Final thought, I'm going to say fire Scott Brooks as well. Uh, trade Russell Westbrook, get rid of him somehow. Let's get Lonzo Ball. Let's get a serviceable point guard in that spot. Uh, if you got to get rid of Bradley Bill, make sure you get the absolute farm. You got to do what you got to do. Get something good for him. And uh, mm-hmm.
1: They shouldn't be in this position, Brooks.
0: They shouldn't be. I agree with you. They shouldn't be in this position <laughs> at all. I mean, and, hey, it's, it's hashtag soulwizards for this to be going on. But, hey, we're just Monday morning quarterbacks. What do we know? Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Especially if you got to the end. We are out. Bang. Good stuff, my
1: Yeah, man, same as always.